0: Tonight, First Corinthians chapter number 1 I appreciate the testimony of our brother And uh, what the Lord is doing in the service tonight And just thankful for Jesus tonight Amen Thankful for the word of God And uh, thankful for the will of God Amen And appreciate the provision of the Lord And how he blesses us and takes care of us every day And uh, I appreciate that testimony brother The Lord touched my heart tonight and um, I'm thankful for that. Amen. First Corinthians chapter number 1 tonight. First Corinthians chapter number 1. We'll read verses 1 through 9. And uh, get, just give you the thought that's on our heart um, with our time that we have tonight. Alright. right. First Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse number 1. The Bible said, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. And Sosthenes our brother unto the church of God which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything you are enriched by Him in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that ye come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end, that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ." our Lord. Let's pray tonight. Father, we do thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done in this service thus far. Lord, we thank you, God, for your presence. Lord, thank you, Lord, for what we felt in our heart. God, thank you, dear Lord, that you you move, and, and Lord, that you convict, and Lord, that you continue to draw. And Lord, I thank you, dear God, for just the blessedness of your presence in my heart tonight. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us, God, as we Uh, preach the word tonight. I pray that you'd illuminate my heart. I pray that you'd give me unction and liberty. And uh, Lord, help us to be clear tonight and help us to be a help to the people of God. And Father, we'll thank you, Lord, for everything that you do. I ask you, Lord, that you'd forgive us where we failed you. Lord, would you cleanse us from every sin, Lord, from all unrighteousness, Lord. And we plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask you, Lord, that you'd help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. As we come to 1 Corinthians chapter number one tonight, Paul uh, gives the introduction in this book as he always does. And quickly, I'll just give you that tonight. Number one, Paul gives the greeting to the church in verses number one and two. And he mentions himself as an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sosthenes our brother, and then he says in verse number 2, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them uh, that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, uh, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. He gives the greeting to the church tonight. Amen. He mentions those that are at Corinth. This is a local New Testament church. And Paul is writing to these individuals. But then, he not only mentions Corinth, but he mentions those that are consecrated tonight. Amen. He said, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus. That simply means tonight that these individuals, these saints of God were sanctified. They were set apart. What that means tonight is you and I are possessors of inward holiness tonight. Amen. We're clean tonight. And our sins are gone we've been separated unto God tonight amen he mentions not only those that are consecrated but he mentions those uh, that are called and then he talks about the collective body of the Lord Jesus Christ at the end of verse number 2 and he talked about those in every place which call upon the name of Jesus Christ he gives his greeting and then secondly he mentions the grace for the church in verses 3 and 4 he said grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. If you'll notice how Paul always greets the church, he always mentions grace first and then he mentions peace. Amen. That's the only way that peace can come with God tonight is through the grace of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm glad tonight that I'm a recipient of the grace of God. I'm glad that I uh, did not reject Him but I'm thankful that I received His grace and received His His love tonight. And I'm glad that when I got saved, as I continue on in the Christian life, the same grace that saved me and the same grace that saved you is the same grace that keeps us. And it's the same grace that guides us. And it'll be the same grace, amen, uh, that brings us in the presence of our Lord tonight. Amen. He mentions the greeting, he mentions the grace. But then here's where we want to get to tonight. And I'll give this thought to you as quickly as I can. But Paul mentions the growth of the church. Amen. Look what he said in verse number 5. He said that in everything you're enriched by Him in all utterance... And in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. Paul greets this church as he always does. He mentions the grace that has been extended not only to himself, but is now extended to these believers. And then he brings their thoughts to their growth tonight. Amen. Uh, that word enriched tonight speaks of uh, being made wealthy. And you and I are great possessors of the blessings of God in the Lord Jesus Christ we have great wealth amen and uh, even though we may be poor in this world and maybe maybe though we may be uh, downtrodden sometimes thank God we have great wealth in the Lord Jesus Christ he mentions their wealth and then uh, he mentions the word he said that they would be enriched in all utterance amen he mentions wisdom by uh, all knowledge and then he mentions their witness their testimony the evidence of the Lord Jesus Christ being confirmed in them tonight. Amen? And as Paul directs their thoughts to their growth, I want to talk to you or preach to you for just a few moments tonight on this subject on church growth One O One Church growth 101. Paul directs their attention and their thoughts to their growth. Now Paul was concerned with the growth of a church. We know that everywhere that Paul went he was preaching Christ. And the Bible tells us in the book of Acts that God added unto the church as He saw fit and as His will was accomplished. But what Paul is talking about tonight is he's not talking about necessarily numbers being added to the church. And we know tonight that That God is concerned with numbers. He even wrote a book and named it Numbers Tonight, amen. And where there is a number, there is a soul. But listen, God is concerned with the individual tonight. God is concerned with the families that make up Bible Baptist Church. And He's concerned with the individuals that make up those families tonight. And I'm glad to report to you tonight that God is interested in you and He's interested in your growth. He's interested in your walk with Christ. Roy Lauren, in his commentary on 1 Corinthians said this he said this letter deals primarily with grievous sins and grave problems of conduct Paul did not commence by upbraiding them for these things but he points them to Christ he'll deal with the nitty gritty later on and he'll deal with the sins later but he opens this book up and he wants their mind and their heart upon the things of God and as a matter of fact he wants them to know that it is God's will for them to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. What He tells them tonight, if it is put into practice, if it is remembered, it will become the basis of stronger faith. It will become the basis of a sweeter fellowship. It will become the basis of a surer faithfulness for the church at Corinth tonight. Amen. We're talking about church growth. Number one, I want you to consider this with with me, the development of their growth in verse number seven. Notice what he said. He said, so that you come behind in no gift waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now Paul knows and understands that this church is gifted. We can even venture to say out of all the New Testament local churches that the church at Corinth was the most gifted of all of the local churches concerning spiritual gifts. Paul knows that and Paul understands that. And what he is not saying tonight is he does not want there to be or or, he is not desiring to to convey to them that there is an absence of spiritual gifts or a lack of spiritual gifts he knows that they are gifted but he does not want them to come behind in those gifts or come behind because of those gifts waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ now there's a whole lot said particularly in independent fundamental Baptist church circles uh, there's a whole lot of negative light that is shed on the spiritual gifts uh, the charismatics and, and, and their, their sham and 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 their charlatans have taken uh, supposed gifts and they have duped people. Uh, But brother, listen, the spiritual gifts at one time were fully active and they were used for the edification of the believer. They were used to confirm the message of the gospel uh, to the Jews and they were used to promote and to spread and to preach uh, the word of the living God. And God is using these gifts uh, to allow the believer To exercise their obedience unto him. And as these gifts were exercised, they were always exercised for the benefit of others tonight. Spiritual gifts were for the edification of the church. Now, tonight, having said that, we believe in cessation. We are cessationists. We believe that the sign gifts and the speaking gifts, such as miracles and laying on of hands and all of those things, they were strictly apostolic in their nature. And as the apostles passed off of the scene, there were a whole lot of those gifts that passed off of the scene. But there are still spiritual gifts that God imparts unto us tonight. And God desires that we know what our spiritual gift is. And He desires that we use our spiritual gift not to puff up, not to elevate ourselves as the church at Corinth did. But God desires for you and I to know and to use our spiritual gift to glorify Him and to be a blessing and a help to others as we develop in our walk with the Lord tonight may we exercise the gifts that have been given to us may I say this tonight quickly, spiritual gifts are not a means to elevate yourself spiritual gifts are not a means to say look at me, look at how God has blessed me and look at what God has allowed me to do and Paul goes on later and he talks about the body and he said the body can't smell without the nose and it can't walk without the foot and it can't reach without the arm and it can't take without the hand and it can't see without the eye what we are tonight is we're just all members of the same body and we're all equal tonight and we've all been given the opportunity by the grace of God to serve Him tonight and to promote the message of the gospel as our brother said tonight amen God doesn't play favorites tonight amen God is no respecter of persons He doesn't elevate one above the other tonight but we're all members of the same body we're all members of the bride tonight, and our job is to make much of Jesus and to glorify our God and make God look good in and to the world tonight. Amen. We ought to have a testimony, as he said there in verse. Number six, but he talks about the development of their growth. But then secondly tonight, he speaks about the duration of their growth. Notice what he said in verse number seven tonight. He said, so that ye come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. How, how often and how long are we supposed to grow? We're supposed to grow until the Lord comes. No one graduates from the school of spirituality tonight. Amen? No one graduates from the school of sanctification. Listen, sanctification is not on a, on a seniority plan tonight. Amen? There's a whole lot of people that have been saved just a little bit of time and they've grown in their obedience to the Word of God and they've done the will of God and they've gone leaps and bounds beyond some people that have been saved 30 and 40 years. You say, why is that tonight? It's all strictly based upon our obedience to the light that God has given us. There's a principle that Jesus Christ gives in the Gospels. He said if God gives you light and you accept that light and you walk in that light, what happens is more light is given. And when you walk and you accept that light and you say yes to the will of God and say yes to the Word of God, there's more light given. And you're able to broaden your horizon and widen your path and have a greater understanding of what God would have you to do. But on the flip side of that tonight, if God speaks to your heart and gives you light and you reject that light, then that light will be taken away and you will not grow tonight. Amen. When we speak about the duration of our growth, we're talking about sanctification. We're talking about growing in our walk with the Lord. And it simply boils down to one question tonight. Do I look more like Jesus today? than I did yesterday. That's exactly what sanctification is all about tonight. It's all about looking more like Jesus, more and more as we progress, as we grow, and looking less and less like the world tonight. You know why we look more like Jesus? Because we act more like Jesus. You know why we look less like the world? Because we act less like the world tonight. Amen. We see their development, their duration, and then we see the dynamics of their growth. Look what he said in verse number 8. He said, Who shall also confirm you unto the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is Christ that confirms the church. It is Christ that, that grows the church. It is Christ whom our growth is based upon. He is the standard tonight not by a church or an organization not by confirmation in the Catholic Church but by Christ tonight and as He does this and as He works in our heart and as He sanctifies us thank God there is coming a day and an hour when He comes we'll be blameless in His sight without wrinkling can you imagine that tonight you think about all your, all your uh, shortcomings and all your failures maybe you don't want to think about yours so I'll think about mine tonight Amen. but there's coming a day and an hour where I'll be like Him I'll be just like he is I'll be perfect like he is complete and total righteousness amen there in the glory of God never to miss the mark again never to sin again never to come up short again thank God one of these days I'll be like him and I'll be as him and I cannot wait for that day amen I'll tell you who my greatest enemy to the will of God is it's me My greatest enemy to the obedience of the Word of God is not my brother, not my sister. Amen. It's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Amen. We'll be without spot, without wrinkle. When we stand before Him, there'll be no sin to speak of. It's gone tonight. Amen. But then finally, I'll give you this, the delight of their growth. Look in verse number 9, and I'll labor here for just a second, and we'll be done. He said in verse number 9, He said, God is faithful by whom you were called under the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, tonight. Amen. God is faithful. Against the dark picture of failure. Against the dark picture of the faithlessness of man. Thank God tonight you and I have the faithfulness of God as our example. We have the faithfulness of God as our encouragement. We have the faithfulness of God of our motivation tonight. Amen. May we never allow our hopes to dwindle because man has failed us tonight. Amen. May we never allow the blessed hope to become dim to us tonight because of what somebody else has done. Amen. All of us have been hurt. All of us have been through trials. All of us have been through heartache. Amen. But Jesus Christ was a man who was acquainted with sorrows. Amen. Thank God He bore our grief. And He bore our sin. And when He was rejected and despised of men. Thank God because of Christ we're accepted in the beloved tonight. Amen. This ought to be our motivation for growth. That we be more like Him. Amen. Not that we meet some, some, some self-quota uh, tonight, but we ought to grow. Why? Because we ever have the fellowship of Christ. He's our example. He's our pattern. He is our motivation tonight. Amen. And I'm not against numbers, but in a day where many are seemingly just focused on, on numbers. By the way, the contemporary movement, they're not winning anybody. All they're doing is receiving disgruntled members from each and every place and they're building numbers tonight. Amen. But God is interested tonight in building people. God is concerned with our growth tonight. Amen. May God lead us and may God help us to realize that He wants us to go farther tomorrow than we were today. As we close tonight... Are you growing? It's just a simple question. It's a simple invitation tonight. Are you growing? Think back upon when you got saved. Are you farther down the road spiritually now than you were then? May God do something in our heart tonight as we examine ourselves. We we don't know where we'll be in five years. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know if Jesus will come back by then. And all of us will be in far better shape if that happens. But tonight, may we consecrate our own heart. May we ponder in our own heart. Maybe as we look down the hallway of time five years from now, I want to be closer to Jesus than I am tonight. I want to be a stronger Christian than I am tonight. Not so I can say, look at me, look at what I've done. But we know tonight that it's all of grace, it's all of Christ, and it's all of God tonight. If God spoke to your heart about something, would you say yes? If God asked you to do something, if He asked you to go somewhere, would you say yes? There's some young man tonight, if God called you to preach, would you say yes to the will of God tonight? I I don't want to be complacent. I don't want to just sit, because God has not called us to sit. Yes, we need faithful Christians. Yes, we need people to hoe the same row and be faithful year after year after year. But God's called us to do more than that tonight. Amen. And I hope that you'd say yes to the will of God. Whatever the Lord prompts you to do, however He speaks to your heart tonight, I hope that you'll say yes to the Lord Jesus tonight. Amen. As we stand, preachers coming.